Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-pilot, co-commander, and co-conspirator, Miss Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer, I might add. Oh, and, yes. yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm coming in to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland. And Leanne is coming to you from the Metallica Guitar on the Wall studios in Florida. <laughs> um, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Uh, from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, beef the way nature is it had intended it for, that is Painted Hills Natural Beef. Well, today, uh, as you know, Father's Day is closing in fast. It's kind of like next week. And for all of you grill seekers out there, we have the Svengali of barbecue testing. Max Good from Amazing Ribs is with us again to talk about grills and smokers and cues on the market and what just might make it to your back patio in time for Father's Day. Maxime, how are you, my friend? I am well. Thanks for inviting me. And it's uh, I want to congratulate Leanne once again for getting into the Hall of Fame. That's quite an honor. It is. It is. It's uh, finally starting to sink in. It's very surreal. Thank you so much. As I post all the time on Twitter, that's my partner, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> so it's all good. All right, Max, let's get to it. Um, I come from a part of the company company. Yeah. Uh, country where pellet grills kind of got their start over here in Oregon and on the West coast. So I want to kick that topic off, uh, right at the top. I use pellet grills. Leanne uses pellet grills. I know you do on occasion. Meathead does lots of folks do. So what's out there? Uh, well, I'm sure Leanne would agree with me, especially if you're looking um, for if you if you want something some good value for your buck pit boss, uh, you, they really I make agree. good stuff, and the prices are are very attractive, and they have a gazillion and one models too. I don't I don't know how they do all that stuff, Leanne. You'll have to fill me. It's in. hard. It's hard for me to keep up. So I was walking through uh, Walmart, and of course they're carried there. And I saw this one on the floor and it's actually charcoal. I think it's charcoal gas. I don't know. It does everything. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for like an air fryer on it. I mean, it, it's crazy. Oh, next grill. Yeah. Isn't that, or is Pit Boss making one like that? You know, it's hard for me to keep up with them. There's so oh, many I things see. coming out. Next grill had, they allegedly have a gasser that's supposed to be thermostatically controlled with a air fryer tacked on the side, but. It hasn't been in stock. They were going to send me one. Never got it. I don't know what's going on with that. But let's talk about these thermostatically controlled gassers later. That's kind of a new trend. But yeah, pellet smokers. I if if you have um if if dad does not have one, and if dad does not have a smoker, 
or has one and doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> exactly. Get them a pellet smoker. It's like a, your kitchen oven, only outdoors with smoke. They're wonderful. I find them like you guys and Leanne probably get tired of me saying this, but I have a whole litany of different types of grills as you all do. And my go-to um, unless I'm planning something special is always to fire up my pellet smoker. It's easy. It's relatively quick. Um, to me, they're low maintenance compared to some of the other stuff I have. And I really enjoy them. Um, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're brainless. They're certainly not that, but as far as ease and using them and the flavor that you get done and the quality of the work when it's done, I really like them. I think they're economical too, because, you know, you can just turn it off and you've got, you know, your pellets are still there. You don't have to worry about putting out a fire and the charcoal and the mess. And it, it's, a, it's definitely economical. So you aren't going through a lot of fuel. And I think the other big advantage is um, a lot of people, you know, think more is better on the smoke aspect of, you know, charcoal and wood and, and newbies, I think sometimes over smoke their food, whereas the pellets control it for you. So you really don't have that happening. Yeah. Plus consistency, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're going to a live fire smoker of some nature, um, that does take more skill with the pellet smokers. You can focus on the recipes. You know, as Jeff said, it's not like they're brainless. It's just you can use that brain power for other things. Yeah. And it also allows you the time to spend more time with your guests and family because you aren't tending to the fire nonstop. And that's the idea of having a party, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, I uh, depending on who's here for the party. Sometimes I use that to my advantage and say, I've got to go check. The yeah, room. I was going to say there there are some advantages to get the getaway mode, you the know, getaway mode. <laughs> like that. How do you um, how do pit bosses and say Green Mountains and those? I've also got a Gorilla Grill, which I really like a, a, a pellet Gorilla Grill and I have a charcoal one. How do they compare? What should people be looking for, Max? Oh, well, um, well, as we already noted, Pit Boss has so many different models. So you look for the ones you like, you know, uh, that has the features you want, um, which I'm not sure what that could be. Some people, a lot of pellet smokers now, it's becoming more and more common for them to have Wi-Fi control and monitoring. And each company will have their own app that you can download onto your smartphone and take a look at how the cook is progressing. If it's uh, if you think it's running um, going too fast, you could reduce the temperature right from your phone or vice versa. Uh, you could be out doing errands and check your phone in the parking lot of Home Depot or the grocery store or whatever, and and still have that monitoring and control. But some people don't like that because it's uh, it can cause problems, particularly if you are not really savvy. Maybe that's a bad word with with the computers and modems. Uh, you may have problems just even connecting with it. It could be uh, frustrating for you. So many people say, I don't even want that stuff. And if you don't want it, you don't get it. You know, you save a few bucks and, and it's, they're still really easy to use. Um, but, you know, size, I, I always, when people say, what, what gas grill or charcoal grill or pellet grill should I buy? I say, what's your budget? 
come up with a budget. Don't tell me money's no object because I know it is. Uh, come up, decide how big you want. You know, if you're just cooking for you and your spouse in a little condo or something, and you get get something small, get one of the little portables. Some of them are wonderful. Um, and or if you have a large family, uh, you know, with gas grills and charcoal grills, I always caution people get get as big as you can because if you go to zone which you're going to want to do you have to have the capability of going to zone with a charcoal or gas grill you cut the cook surface in half you're, this is where for those who don't understand two zone all the fuel is piled on one side or in the case of gas only the burners on one side are on so you have an indirect heat zone on the opposite side with pellet smokers, that's not an issue because they are essentially indirect ovens. So all across, front to back, left to right, is um, is an indirect experience, uh, except for those who have some type of searing capability as well. Uh, but there's not. And uh, I and I, and, and not, I will say that the pit boss that is the the absolute game changer for me is that you can get direct heat and you can sear a steak, whereas a lot of the other ones, it's all indirect. So I, I really feel as if that's a feature that uh, and, and a lot of people like to grill hamburgers or whatever. And it's an excellent you know feature for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the pellet grills um, can get up to 500, even 550 degrees. So they're not, you can do sausages and hamburgers and stuff on them uh, to really do sizzling seared steaks. Uh, that could be a bit of challenge on some. I don't know, but I, like we both said, it's hard for me to keep up with it. Possibly. It is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if they can get that, if they can bring the heat, they can sear the steak. Yep. Well, that's a good, that's a, a very wise uh, tip for folks out there. But again, I want to go back to the newbies a little bit, uh, as Leanne pointed out. If, if, and I don't know why this would happen, says the guy at the microphone here, but if you're never barbecued, if you've never smoked, if you've never grilled, if you've never did any of those nice things, I, I tend to say either go with a, pellet or go with a gas grill to get you started. Now you can, that's just me because I get, I get these questions a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up on charcoal with mom burning chicken and stuff, you know, that was fine. But I think if you, if you're just getting started, uh, cause there's a big deal about smoky flavor and all that. And I think pit, um, pellet grills, and pit boss, mm-hmm. uh, along with the other companies, make that easier to attain when you're first getting started. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't argue with that. On on the other hand, though, if you have aspirations to uh, have a wide range of different cooking capability, and just I'm, I'm leaning into the charcoal, the positive ideas of getting a a decent charcoal grill. First of all, you can get a really great charcoal grill for a very low price. The Weber kettles, even ones that mm-hmm. have nice extra features, are about one fifty, and you can cook anything on those. Now they do take more skill, and you will get your hands a little charcoal on ash on them. 
But I think, Jeff, you and I have discussed my disdain for cleaning gas grills. Yep. Grills are, are great, but I, I will clean a charcoal. I'll clean two charcoal grills before I have to clean one gas grill. <laughs> uh, really, all you got to scrape them off, you know, empty the ash, and you're done pretty much, you know. Yeah. We're going to take a break here on uh, Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks, and we're going to be back with Miss Leanne, Hall of Famer, and Max Good. <laughs> probably be in the hall of fame someday you never know uh and me who just knows how to push some buttons we'll be right back after this Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to, um, excuse me, Barbecue Nation here on the USA Radio Networks. You can send us an email. You just go to barbecuenationjt.com, and there's a little thing down there at the bottom. If you scroll down, you can send us a message, and either Leanne and I will get back to you. And, of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything like that. It's um, it's pretty easy to find us out there. And we are in the top 50 of uh made that last week the top 50 of podcasts across i don't know if that's the country or the world i'm not sure which one it is but we're in there we came up at number 44 last week so that's a nice thing anyway we're talking with max good uh if you don't know who max is max is the guy at amazing ribs who does all the testing and writes all the reviews of uh, different types of grills. Doesn't matter what they are, but Max is a busy guy. He does this full time now. And so we always appreciate the time he spends with us. All right, let's talk about your nemesis here. Um, Max, gas grills, as far as cleaning and stuff. But, you know, maybe folks are limited on time. And I guess the big advantage to gas grills is you can get home, turn them on, fire them up, go change your clothes and then go out and put your burger or steak or chicken, whatever you want on it and go from there. And people are more comfortable with it because um, when you're done, you can just turn off the gas basically. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't mean to, I hope I don't sound like I'm down on gas grills. No, like you're not. You're not. I'm teasing. Because I get busy just like everybody, you know, and uh, um, they they work great for for many, many things. And if if you do want to stretch their, you know, into other regions, um, you you can. I'd say just just if you want to really sear, make sure you get something that either has a good sear burner or has the capability of getting up a 600 degrees plus, and they do exist. Um, uh, and then on the low end, yes, you can set up two zones and, and uh, do some low and slow stuff. But I, the one thing I will say that I really don't like doing on gas grills is trying to smoke things because you can get these smoke boxes and smoke tubes and all that. But I really am I'm not I've never been pleased with with the outcome. And I think it's mostly because when you try to use something like that, when you try to use a smoke box and you put it on a gas grill, 
it, it, the wood just burns up immediately. And uh, the reason behind that is they're very well ventilated. So they're antithetical to the design that makes a good smoker. Good smokers have to be able to contain the smoke and let the smoke hang out around the food to impart that magical flavor and aroma. With gas grills, they're designed for constant airflow for safety reasons. You know, you don't want that, that flame to burn out for, if it's starved from oxygen. Um, of course, then the other side of that is, is it susceptible to wind. But the manufacturers know if they're going to get any kind of uh, you know, underwriter's lab certification or anything of that nature, they have to make sure that it can withstand a certain amount of wind. Um, so it would be very rare for you to, to have a grill that, that, a gas grill that was blowing out because of wind. Um, but it would also be very rare, in my opinion, for you to get some really good smoked meat off a gas grill. Gas smokers are different. Gas smokers are designed to be smokers, and I love them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're easy to use. You just turn them on. Um, and, and an exciting new thing that's finally starting to happen, uh, Leanne and Jeff, thermostatically controlled gas grills. They're starting to appear in front of my eyes. And I think we're at the very beginning of it. But um, I, I, I what does that mean exactly? Well, just like your pellet smokers, um, they, they have a temperature probe built in that, um, uh, that allows you to set specific temperature. And I'm testing Charbroil's new cruise gas grill. Uh, it has a limited temperature range. It can only go down to about 350, but it can get as hot as you want. It's one of the hottest gas grills I've ever seen. And um, it's, it's just the beginning. Uh, we had mentioned earlier Next Grill claims they have one, although it hasn't appeared as far as I know in the U.S. yet. Uh, and I'm, I know all of the big manufacturers are working on it. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to see more and more of them popping up. Um, so, and, and Masterbuilt has a thermostatically controlled gas, uh, cabinet smoker that's wonderful called Thermotemp. I definitely recommend that one for a gas smoker. Uh, so, but yes, gas grills are very, uh, popular. They're also, many of them can be very inexpensive. I mentioned Next Grill, there's Dynaglo, there's different manufacturers that focus on making very inexpensive gas grills because they know that's what many people want. They want to go into Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever or Walmart, and they don't want to spend more than a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and well, I think they should take into consideration, um, you know, gas prices. So LP tanks are expensive too. So when you're doing a long cook, and I've never done a super long cook on a gas grill. I mean, how much do you think, say, say you're cooking a pork butt for 10 hours. I mean, are you going to go through a half a tank of gas, you know, on a gas grill or the whole tank? I mean, I don't even know. I Well, on one hand, you're cooking at a low temperature, so the burner is down very low. But, but yeah, I, I really couldn't give you a, a comparison between fuel costs um, on, on a gas smoker. Um, Maybe that's a good article for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's all it's he cool, needs <laughs> uh, um, uh, I, I don't, and I don't want to uh, 
sound like I'm doing an endorsement for Charbroil. Indeed, we don't take money from any of the manufacturers. I don't endorse anything except when I like it after my testing. But Charbroil does have a very unique burner system that they used to call True Infrared. And now they have renamed it Amplifier, which is a better name for it. Uh, and it's way different from your standard uh, gas grill configuration. Um, and one of the, one of the uh, wonderful attributes that it has is it reduces gas consumption dramatically. Um, it really doesn't need powerful burners and it can get really hot even without them. And it just doesn't use much gas. Um, we're going to be back with Max Good, Leanne, and myself on from um, Barbecue Nation right after this. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the USA Radio Networks. We've got Max Good from Amazing Rims and Black Swan Sauces. I told you I'd get that in. Um, We'd like mm-hmm. to thank the folks again at Painted Hills Natural Beef from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Comes a beef product you can feel good about. Yep, I do all the time. In fact, it's beef the way nature intended. And also our friends, David Malik and his crew over at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. They've got a great value for their product, their knives. They're great knives. Leanne uses them. I use them. I think Meathead uses them. I don't know if Max does, but they're, they're very good. And uh, check them out online at countrywilhelm.com. Um, let's wrap up the, uh, the gas grills a little bit. One of my favorite things that Max and I always talk about is that is when you go to the big box stores and not looking at um, a charbroil or a Weber or something like that, but they also usually have a line of economy line. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, like that they will if you take good care of them they should last you a couple three seasons maybe um, depending on the amount of usage but why should people look at that next step up max versus that entry level uh, on gas grills uh well you know there some some people that buy those very inexpensive grills really don't use them that much. They might use them a dozen times a year. It's kind of this, it's not important to them. You know, they want right. to have a grill, but they're, they're not real uh, motivated to get out there and try adventurous things, you know. And h- hence, they also don't want to clean them and take care of them, which we've been talking about. Uh, and so they use them until they get really nasty and you know, they go, ah, the heck with it. I'm just going to get another one and spend two, three hundred bucks or whatever. Now, you know, but you get what you pay for. Uh, a lot of times these cheapy ones will throw in some bells and whistles to catch your eye. But, then, you know, there's no way around it. When you get a higher quality grill, you're, you're going to have to pay more. They're going to last longer. Um uh, one thing about Weber that yeah, that is a is a a real selling point in my view is their customer service is superb. Seven days a week, um, their warranties are very strong. And even if something is technically out of warranty, 
more, it's not unusual for them. If, if you own a Weber and you're the original owner and, and you call them up, go, hey, my burners don't work. They have people that know what they're talking about. And they'll probably ultimately just say, we'll send you new ones, you know. And But this is for somebody who wants to take care of the grill. You don't have to polish it up and make it look brand new, but you can't just ignore the dang thing if you want to to enjoy that durability, you know, Mm -hmm. and a nice thing about that too is, um, which I'm jealous of because I keep getting new stuff in and my family gets mad because I go, well, it didn't work the way I thought it was. And "Ah, now it's nine o'clock and we're starving, you know? So this is something that happens to me a lot, but when you get to know your grill or your smoker, you, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. You, you, um, you, you don't have surprises, you know, you, you have learned how to use that particular model and the big, the good ones, uh, the cost more oftentimes are more, have more powerful burners, let's say, uh, have a better, uh, temperature range, have better, uh, heat retention, like in the winter, you know, they're heavier metal, they're double walled hoods, things of this nature. they have uh, the cheap ones sometimes have LED lights on them. They're, the electronics are the first things to go in cheap uh, products. Whereas a higher quality, more expensive models, you're not going to have as much uh, technical issues w- with them. Oh, that's a good thought because, you know, I, uh, in years past, depending on where I was living, if we were kind of in transit, between residences which we've done that a few times i've actually bought you know gone to a big box store bought a 200 or 199 on sale grill but i usually left it when we moved (laughs) it costs just as much to move it as it does to replace it yeah it really does most of the time so do that all right let's talk about charcoal a little bit um if you've barbecued at all in your life, we touched on this before. Uh, Weber kettle is really the, to me, it's the foundation of charcoal barbecuing. Now we've got Kamado style grills now, and we've got all kinds of things, but that good old Weber kettle for a buck 99 is, is really the basics, but it is solid. It's a it's a good foundation piece to your grill collection. That's what I think. I want your thoughts. I've been doing so much talking, Leanne. Would you like to jump in? Well, I have one. I mean, it, it's always a, a good backup. Um, I think it's it, for the money. It's always a nice thing to have. And it's lightweight. I mean, if you're going somewhere, you can actually put it in your car and take it somewhere. They're kind of mobile, you know? Yeah. 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 And the flavor is different. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's definitively better, different from gas, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very appealing. Um, so yeah, uh, charcoal and and now there's there's also so many different models of charcoal grills too, like Hasty Bake. I really like Hasty Bake. They have a adjustable um, height charcoal bed that you can adjust uh, with a crank. Uh, and it's, it's really cool. It works great. Cause you could, we, we talked a little bit ago about reverse searing, right? Leanne, mm-hmm. but with the hasty bake reverse searing is you slow cook steaks, thick steaks, uh, to, to bring the, the center of the meat up gradually. So it stays pink, 
all, all throughout, bumper to bumper, as we say. And then at the end, you sear it as hot as you can and get it up to about 130 for medium rare and yank those things off and slice them up and they are delicious. Well, with a hasty bake, you can drop that fuel down really low, keep the temperature really low at the cook surface, which is way high above the fuel now. And then when you're ready to sear it, crank that thing up. The, the red hot bed comes right underneath the, the cook surface. And man, I'm telling you, it's hot like that. So those are really cool. But, you know, there's a lot of different models out now. And uh, but you, you sure can't go wrong with a Weber kettle. Yeah. And, and, and back to the charcoal thing, uh, lump charcoal burns hotter, faster, cleaner, I think. Um, I ha happen to be a fan of lump charcoal over re regular briquettes. Um, I, I want to know your opinion on, the, and this has been the rage lately. Uh, I see it in Kingsford. They're coming out with these flavored briquettes, which locks you into that flavor if, in fact, it tastes like that. But I've always thought that anything that has additives to it adds almost like an artificial taste to the food. Uh, have you had any experience with that? I haven't, but me and the crew have discussed it a bit, and it seems like a bit of a novelty. I, I think um, from my understanding, and I'm speaking once again as somebody who hasn't really used them, because when I do my testing, I, I don't test charcoal. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm trying to get consistency. You know, I don't to throw something like that in is, is a variable. Um, but uh, um, the folks at Amazing Ribs that I work with have one comment, some comments have been along the lines of, yeah, that's kind of a fun experience because you can smell it while you're cooking on it, mm -hmm. but the actual effect is, is not that pronounced. And, you know, would, um, if, if you're, if you're cooking with charcoal and you want a, a particular flavor, throw some wood chunks on or throw, um, some dry grapevines on or, you know, things that, of that nature, getting a nice puff of smoke and uh, that some of these things are going to be subtle. I mean, to have nacho cheese flavored <laughs> charcoal <laughs> and stuff like that, it, it just it doesn't. I don't know. It's just it's I agree with you. I think wacky. it's a novelty. I do. I think yeah. it's marketing. I think it's sales. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it catches your eye, I guess. And um, I, something to talk I, about. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, if you're having a party, well, I'm using, uh, you know, these garlic uh, infused or these Cajun briquettes or whatever they are, you know. And, um, you know, it's just uh, people like variety, you know, like we, we I, I'm going to sneak my black swan barbecue. Yeah, there you go. That's legal. You go, you go to the barbecue sauce uh, displays now and they'll have like 100 different brands. Hopefully they have black swan gourmet yeah. barbecue sauce from yours truly, too. <laughs> But <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, people want uh, people want uh, that variety. They like to have the option, I guess. Well, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, I think it's a lot easier to do with your seasoning and your sauces yeah. versus. Uh, my feeling is this. Um, like when I use pellets, I use mesquite or hickory or something. Mm -hmm where I come from up here, we've got a lot of the softer woods uh, and we have hardwoods too. But when you see those in the pellets overall, I have not found that, and this is just me and my palate 
but I, I have not found where if I'm doing a rack of ribs, for example, and I use the mesquite, the taste variable is very small versus if I use apple or oak or something. I, I don't find it makes a huge, huge difference. It makes a slight difference um, for my crew, but it doesn't make uh, such a difference that you say, wow, I've got to use these all the time. Now, every, other people can have different opinions and that's fine. And it's, and it's true. I'm not doubting it, but I'm just saying for the motley crew that I feed mostly around here with, with our troop, they don't notice the difference that much. You guys jump in. We've got, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to pick that up on the other side of the break. We only okay. had five, five seconds because I know Leanne's going to disagree with me. I am. But, but <laughs> that's okay. We're going to take, we're going to take a break and we're going to be back here on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks with Max Good from Amazing Ribs right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the Leanne and Jeff Merrill spat here on Barbecue <laughs> Nation with Max Good from Amazing Ribs. All right. Here's your chance. Go for it. So you're saying that uh, pellets, no matter what flavor, that it's so small that you really, as far as flavoring your foods, that you really can't tell the difference. And I agree with you, but I disagree only with one item, and that's mesquite. I think that you can tell the difference, and maybe I'm just looking for it, but mesquite is far different than fruit wood, competition blends, whatever. I, I just think that it, it, it does have a different flavor. I, I would I grant think, you that. I would grant you that. Yeah. And I happen to love mesquite on steaks. I mean, if I'm cooking on a gas grill, I'm, I'm throwing mesquite in there all day long. I, I just, you know, yeah. in some foil with holes poked in it. I really think it adds a whole lot of flavor to your food. Fair enough, Max. Um, Here, here's I, your chance, buddy. <laughs> I think I go right along with Leanne on that. Uh, I think the the idea that <laughs> of changing from apple to hickory and pellets that is very subtle. But I believe I have noticed the difference with mesquite, which would stand a reason because we know mesquite is a pretty powerful flavored wood. Um, and even when you grind it down and make pellets out of it, I, I, I do feel that I've noticed a little difference, but I, I do think it still is rather subtle. I think you're going to get mm -hmm. much more of a, of a different flavor and aroma profile from your preparation of the foods before they even go on. Um, and that could, depending on what kind of seasonings you use, or marinades or what have you, that could uh, kind of just overwhelm whatever effect uh, the different wood. And, and, and we're going to take yeah. liquid smoke out of that ingredient yes. list. Yes. <laughs> yes. God, None of yes. that, please. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, that makes sense. And I would, like I said, I would agree with Leanne on that. Mesquite has actually more oil in it, natural oil. It's a, 
you know, greasewood, if they call it that in Texas, um, which is where most of the mesquite comes from. But it's a it's kind of a natural oil and they can't really take that out when they compress grind the wood up and compress it into pellets. That oil stays there. Uh, other woods, walnut and that they have a certain amount of that. But I think mesquite is at the top of that list. So I would grant you. Mm-hmm. That. Thank like, you like that. All yes. right. So we, we're still married then. We're still married. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not calling my lawyer. So okay. there you go. Um, so let's go back to charcoal just for, we got a few minutes here to wrap up before we go into overtime, Max. In, in charcoal, the one thing I've noticed is that, go back to the Weber, uh, now they have, if you're kind of aesthetically uh, needy, in your picture on the deck porch whatever weber now has colored oh yeah uh, grills like that that's not just the basic black and and you know that's kind of fun really i think yeah they just came out with their 70th anniversary uh kettles too um that are really pretty they have some uh some nice um it looks like a Bentley logo. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> and they have uh, some faux wood handles. You know, they're trying to go harken back to old days. Now they are twice as expensive as um, as a regular kettle. So I've talked to a couple of retailers uh, about this. Uh, and I said, do you think people are just going to buy these for to look at them. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, why would you spend so much more money when it's, it's a kettle, which is great, but is it, it would have to be worth it to you just because they are beautiful. Uh, and they, they are, but it's also, yeah, but they're going to get dirty. Black doesn't show as much dirt. Um, I, I, I guess if you got the dough and you love kettles and there are a lot of people that, uh, that, that, that fit that description. Um, I mean, I love kettles. I just don't have the dough. By the way, anything you want to know about barbecue and grilling, including my reviews and all different recipes, amazingribs.com is the place to go. There you Please go. Come visit us. I agree. Um, but um, but he, we were talking about colored grills, and he goes, ah, who cares about that? And I go, maybe you don't care, but they don't make them just to look at them yet. There's people that want these. They want that option for the color. And, you know, you're a manufacturer. You want to give the consumer what they want. Well, if you're building, if you're spending money on an outdoor kitchen, okay. And I, I know the, the kettles can't be built-ins and all that. But if you're spending some good dough on an outdoor kitchen and pavers and water and all this stuff, I can see where those would come in. Because normally outdoor kitchens have a place for a gas grill. They also have, they can make them for pellet grills on that. Uh, they have, you know, a space where you can put in a Kamado style charcoal grill, but a kettle grill doesn't fit in any of those from what I've seen. And I've looked at quite a few of them. Maybe there's somebody that wants to custom do that. But my point is I could see where people would say, you know, that mauve colored mm. grill fits in aesthetically with my outdoor kitchen. That's, Believe me, that I would agree. be somebody's thought process. So there's no problem with it. Right, right. Just give, give the people what they want, you know, and if they want colors, they, there they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're doing it. They're doing it with drum smokers now, too. 
all yeah. different colors. Yeah. We're going to yeah, get to those in after hours. So don't, that's a little tease for you folks to uh, turn mm-hmm. in, tune into after hours when we're, um, when we're finished grilling Max here, no pun intended. So Max, let me put you on the spot, my friend. We've got about 30 seconds. What's your go-to grill at the Max Good residence? Uh, well, as you know, I have a lot of them. Um, yes, you do. I, 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 I guess I'm kind of like you, Jeff. Uh, I go to the gas. I go to the pellets because of ease of use. And, I, you know, I get an assortment of characters out on my deck. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it is a little different, uh, difficult for me to say I have just the one thing I, I like. Um, I do like the the new Weber Genesis uh, gas grills. He's super uh, versatile. Um, of course, I, I'm they send me all this stuff, you know. Uh, you, the price tag could go up really high if you start getting their extras like a Dutch oven and a griddle and a rotisserie and all that. Uh, um, but it, it sure is not fun. It really extends the, the cooking experience out on your deck. There you go. There you go. Max Good, AmazingRibs.com, com, uh, Black Swan Gourmet Sauces which are great. Max has been very kind and sent me those over the years. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Ask and you shall receive, Leanne. We'll talk later. Anyway, okay. we got to get out of here, but Max is going to stick around for after hours. So thank you for listening this week, folks. Good luck with your Father's Day shopping. And uh, for Miss Leanne and Mr. Max, I, mm-hmm. I do thank you and appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.